leadership in cybersecurity isn't just about understanding threats. It's about leading a team to navigate them with confidence. At CPF Coaching LLC, we specialize in taking your leadership skills to the next level. With over 15 years in the cybersecurity field, we empower professionals and startups to reach unprecedented heights. Imagine having a personalized coaching experience tailored to your unique career ambitions. From strategic planning to masterful pitch and interview preparations, we're here to guide you through every challenge. Join us for our unique value proposition workshops or dive into our vibrant learning community for continuous skill advancement. Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it. Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session. No frowns, darn. No frowns. No frowns. <laughs> Good morning, security peeps. We are here again, breaking LinkedIn with Breaking into the Cybersecurity and Hacker Valley Studio. I am Renee Small. Excited to be here again with you on another Friday. This is episode six, which is crazy that we're at episode six right now. And I have a guest co-host today. I am super excited to have Mary Galloway here with me. Say hi to everybody, Mary. Hey, <laughs> she is here from Vegas. And if whoever doesn't know about Mary, goodness, I mean, everybody knows you. But for the people who don't know, Mary is the CEO of the Women's Society of Cyber Jitsu. Cyber Jitsu is having their Cyber Jitsu Con on June 20th. So Mary will tell you all about that. So I will just kick it directly over to Mary. As you all know, wait before I kick it over to Mary. Um, I'm Renee Small, <laughs> helping to recruit awesome people like Mary, Chris, and Ron, and other cybersecurity professionals of all levels. So if you're looking for a job, you know where to holler. Okay, Mary, yeah. <laughs> I'll kick it over to you. My turn? <laughs> yes, hey, everybody. Turn. So, <laughs> happy to be here. Um, as Renee mentioned, we have our Cyber Jitsu Con coming up on June 20th. It's going to be our first conference. And of course, it's virtual. Um, we've been playing around with this idea for a long time. Um, and it's a little bit easier to organize a virtual event than an in-person event. And so it was like the perfect time to just say, hey, let's do this. Let's get it out there. Let's get people involved. Um, it's a one-day event. It's free for members. So if you're not a member, you can definitely join. It's 50 bucks to join. Um, and you'll get the conference as well as all of our uh, member benefits. So like access all of our previously recorded uh, workshops, discounts on training, discounts on um, certification vouchers. Um, you'll get that community. You'll get access to the Slack channel, all types of stuff. Um, the goal of this conference is to help our members upskill and reskill. So if they've lost their job or they're looking to increase their skills, um, we've got about 16 hands-on workshops, a bunch of talks on um, how to negotiate, how to sell yourself, um, how to you know, do your resume. We'll have some technical talks, so hopefully all of you will be involved. Um, we have a CTF as well, and we're looking to do a career, conversa or a career fair for those that actually need to find employment. So we're really excited about this first year event. Love it. Love it. Love this. <laughs> so um, uh, we will kick it over to the Hacker Valley Studio team. Let's start with Chris. All right. How's everybody doing? Chris Cochran here, co-host of the Hacker Valley Studio podcast. You know, I do uh, follow Friday every Friday. And so 
My follow Friday for this week is our esteemed guest, Mary Galloway. You know, I feel like I've known her for years at this point, but we've never actually had a conversation. But she does such amazing work in the community, in our field, and just super excited to get to know her here on this podcast and, you know, move forward. Kick it over to you, Ron. Yes. Good morning and happy Friday, everybody. Also co-host of Hacker Valley Studio. Name is Ronald Eddings. And uh, we love talking about the human element. And one thing that I had a great experience with this week was also, you know, meeting Mary for the first time. We had a joint podcast with ITSP and we got to hear really all about, you know, the cool and amazing things that Mary and other, you know, leaders, women leaders are doing in security and how they're collaborating. So awesome experience. Also, and be sure to check out that episode, too. It's uh, going to probably come out next week. Yep. yep. <laughs> Excited. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Mary. It's all no, about you today. It was a fun episode to uh, to chat with all of them. I love our ITSP family, so it was cool. We have a yeah. question. Will the CTF be uh, online or local only? Online. So everything's going to be virtual. Awesome. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That is awesome. I'm super excited for that. June 20th. There's code. Yep. I can see that. <laughs> like, wait, yeah. we'll put it in the chat too. We also talked we'll about the nominations and awards. Uh, yeah. I actually have yeah. a colleague last year who got uh, like an, some cyber jitsu award. It was like, uh, you know, hacker award. She's a red team member. I can't recall the exact awards, but what are the nominations looking like this year? What kind of awards are there? So, um, this is our seventh year recognizing women in cybersecurity. Um, that don't normally get recognized. So the purpose of the awards is to, yes, recognize specific women, but we focus on giving recognition to the women that were nominated to, because there it's very important to note that, you know, hey, somebody thought you were doing excellent in cybersecurity, but the categories are cyber advocate, educator, mentor, um, rising star, and then we have um, secure coder and pen test ninja. And so those categories, anybody can nominate for anything. We'll have blind um, voting coming up here in the next couple of weeks. And then we'll push that stuff out. We also have a new category for the guys because um, every year, even though we don't have a specific category for them, we always recognize um, at least one or two men that have helped support WSC, that help support women or girls in technology and in cybersecurity. And so we said, you know what, let's just have a category for them so that people can let us know what other guys are out there right. doing to help, you know, be be allies, just be supporters, be friends, those types, types of things. So I have not looked at who's been nominated yet, um, but I'm, I'm kind of excited to see because I keep seeing people post like, yeah, I'm going to nominate this person and that person. I'm like, ooh, that's a really good person. <laughs> like, ooh, or I've never seen that person's name. So I wonder what they're about. So that's kind of that's kind of the fun part of this whole this whole process. So get those nominations in today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, today's the last day. Very cool. <laughs> One thing I would love to day. hear about is how you two met. Like uh, we were talking about Chris and I just meeting uh, Mary recently. How did you two meet? Mary, how did we meet? Online? LinkedIn? <laughs> Where everybody meets Me now. No. We've never met in person. <laughs> we never met in person. <laughs> this is the very first time. I had been following mm. her. I, I swear your name was in our 
<laughs> out there in that area. And so uh, they like last year, the year before to say, hey, hey, and these girls to come to this event. And I was like, okay, sure, here, here's some money. <laughs> and um, that was the first time we had actually yeah. spoken to each other. Um, but we had, I had seen what she was doing and I'm sure she had seen what I was doing. And so we would, you know, we would bounce things off of each other here and there, but that was the first time I was just like, I like to give my money to people, especially when they're doing stuff with diversity and young women and, um, helping the community just be exposed to cybersecurity technology, those types of things. I'm always giving money out to people. So that was, can you all hear Mary? Uh, She's cutting in and out a little bit. Yeah. Going in and out. Yeah. Mary, you've been cutting in and out a a little bit. Yeah. 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 A little bit choppy. Hello. <laughs> what about yes. now? Still a little choppy. So it you could know. be the Wi-Fi. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. It happens, it happens to us all. all the time. All the time. But this, this, this <laughs> Every theater. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is good. Is yeah. Bad? So. <laughs> yeah, can y'all hear Wi-Fi me? in the house? I don't know. <laughs> It is possible. So Mary and I, yeah, we met, um, we talked by phone last year, right? And Mary was a huge supporter. I'm not a a real technical person. (laughs) Like I'm not a real tech. I only play one on LinkedIn. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we connected and talked and chatted and she was a huge supporter of a a women's conference. support these teens at the Power Up Women's Conference that we have here in Northern Virginia. And um, we are bringing, we brought the girls together. We've been doing it. The lady, her name is Bernadette Carroll, who is the CEO of Power Up Women's Conference. She has been doing it for six or seven years now. And I got involved last year to help with the teens and bring awareness to these teens on um, cybersecurity. So, uh, Mary was a huge supporter of that and donated for a number of girls. There were a number of people who donated. We had, I mean, the cybersecurity community, as you all know, we come together so much in this space and so many people donated um, to, to ensure that the girls could be a part of it. So I think Mary sponsored like I don't know, five, six, ten girls, yeah. like a bunch of girls. Um, Chris Roberts was a huge supporter too. He sponsored a bunch. So it was that's when we actually spoke. But as Mary as Mary said, we were like, you know, following each other and connecting with each other over the past um couple years online. Um, but we got some good chatter going already. Yep. So yes. let's see. We have Leslie Porter that said hi, Tom Kempson, Charles Caranja is always on, Yamara, she said hi, and Devin Bryan, he says, love what you guys are doing, Renee, Chris, Ronald, you shout out, Mary, so I just told Devin, you got to bring him on here, um, 
So Thomas Kempson says, can you provide a small discussion on how you all got into the cybersecurity industry? I've studied a degree in network security and forensics and obtained a one-year placement for HSBC Bank, but I'm struggling to get into the industry. Any help would be beneficial. He's currently an IT analyst. That's a good place to start. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. understanding the IT, the networking side and the IT side of things definitely helps um, transition into a cybersecurity role. You got to know what you're protecting, right? You got to know how it works to know if you're protecting it correctly. So um, that's not a bad place to be. And you're still in the industry. So it's not yeah. like you're in accounting. All right. You're, you're already in the industry. Um so my thing is figure out what it is you want to do in cybersecurity and then start prepping and training and doing hands-on stuff to get to that particular type of role. Yeah. What about you, Chris? Yeah, completely agree. I mean, you're already touching tech and it's a really, really small pivot to, to get over into cybersecurity. You know, like we often say, you know, start a project, a cybersecurity project on your own or maybe with a group of friends or, or colleagues. And uh, just get your get your feet wet, and then you know, before you know it, you'll be uh, you'll be cooking with grease. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think that's how a lot of people actually kind of uh, get started, kind of going deeper into cybersecurity is looking at networks and network security first. Maybe that will change a little bit since we're kind of adopting cloud at a rapid pace. Mm-hmm. But I think at this point, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Also, get, getting a lot of chatter from around the world. Uh, Zolile, I hope I hope I said your name right, from South Africa. Ayush from Canada. And then we also got Judy from Kenya, uh, Africa, uh, piping in. Uh, she actually said something for Mary. What did she say? She said, um, uh, glad to be here. Super excited to hear what Mary is doing for women in cyber. Can I get an invite? An invite to... to your award show or, or uh, your event that's coming up. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Reach out. <laughs> you can find me on LinkedIn. Yes. <laughs> I think it's the Mary Galloway. Um, yeah, I'm going to tag <laughs> about that. I'm going to tag Mary. You know. okay. Yeah, nice. Okay, great. Uh, morning <laughs> Mary, from I'm Rebecca. I'm going to tag you because... Oh, sorry. No, go, Chris. Oh, no, I was just saying uh, just some more shout outs. Uh, morning, Rebecca over here at Disney. What's going on, Rebecca? Good friend hey, of mine. Rebecca from Disney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Let's see uh, what else we got. Um, of course, uh, hey, from Deepak. Uh, also, here's a question. Chris, do you think uh, clouds, what do you think of cloud security as a future as compared to a traditional one? Um, yeah, so cloud, uh, obviously cloud is getting even more uh, important as we kind of go into this COVID stuff. So a lot of places are going to be looking at cloud solutions, cloud architecture, things like that. That's something that Ron Eddings is the ac- absolute expert in. Um, but yeah, as, as places are looking at less brick and mortar, uh, there was an article that came out about the uh, sort of the, uh, the brick and mortar apocalypse of stores, uh, which is super sad to hear. And so you, th- you would think that with all of that movement from physical locations to digital, you would have to rely more heavily on cloud and cloud security. What do you think, Ron? I I agree. I agree. And I think uh, it kind of goes back to our conversation from last week. Like, how do you pivot from being an employee that's working physically on site to a remote worker? And I saw that Twitter released that article this week saying that all employees can work from home forever. 
So cloud <laughs> is going to be very pivotal. It's, it's, you know, critical to understand the security aspects of it and even just best practices, right? There's a lot of money saving opportunities out there for not only uh, an organization, but that a security practitioner can provide for an organization. So I would also say, uh, look at those aspects too. Hey, Ron, I have a question for you. How would someone say me, I'm not a cloud person. How would I transition into finding a role or getting a role? Like what would be the first thing I should do to do that transition into more specifically cloud security? I would probably say the same thing you would tell someone if they wanted to get into cybersecurity. Maybe just put yourself out there and try to sign up for a talk and learn as much as you can about that topic while you're developing an abstract. And even if that abstract goes nowhere, oh, well, you've learned something new. And then you can pivot into a different type of cloud technology. You know, there's cloud storage, there's cloud compute, cloud network. Um, just so many aspects. So I think, uh, you know, take a dart, throw it, uh, put in, uh, try to create an abstract about a talk and see if you can also apply that same body of work to wherever you're working or even to your, your life. Anyone can sign up for a free AWS, Microsoft or Google Cloud account and uh, get cracking, you know, at learning some new things and implementing some new tech. Cool. I might have to do that. <laughs> so, so what is your focus, Mary? What is uh, kind of your range of expertise? What do you get most excited about in security? Oh, insecurity, darn. I was going to tell you what I did. <laughs> we can I'm go not- to that. We can yeah. go there, too. Let's go to both. <laughs> okay. No, so um, I'm a, I like to build stuff. I'm a puzzle person. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys can really see it in the background, but I do a lot of... Um, Lego architecture stuff. So I've got shelves of Lego architecture things in here, but um, that's kind of, I started in networking and then I went to a security plus class when I first got started. And one of the CEH teachers came in and pulled up a Cisco router configuration on the internet in plain text. I don't know if it was real or if it was fake, (laughs) but I was like, wait a minute, that shouldn't be out on the internet for anybody. I was like, hmm, so that kind of transitioned me into wanting to do the pen testing thing and going down that route. Um, I've done networking. I've done uh, a little bit of incident response. I've done vulnerability management. And I think that's probably my the funnest thing I've ever done. I like really? helping to build out those kind of programs for companies so they can see, okay, here's my risk. Now, how do I fix this? Or how do I reduce this risk? And so... Um, that's part of the reason I came out to Vegas was to do vulnerability management. Now I do architecture. So I get to talk to a lot of vendors about their products and <laughs> how good or how bad they are. Um, yeah. This whole week has mm-hmm. been full of those conversations. It's just like, okay. But that's, I, I like it all. I think I'd like to help people figure out how to solve their problems. And so being in cybersecurity, that's, I mean, that's what you're doing. You're trying to help them solve how to be more secure. You know, like, do I pull this infrastructure stuff out? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Frozen. <laughs> Your picture <Yeah>. is frozen. Picture's <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> frozen, but we can hear you. Um, and I just like to solve problems. So it doesn't really matter how I do that. Um, as long as I can do that and help other people do it. Outside of security, though, like I said, I like Legos. I like arts and crafts. I like. Are you, to are you a master builder? 
I don't know what that means, but I, did <laughs> I don't do either. The, <laughs> <laughs> I did do the Millennium Falcon, the Ooh. big huge ship. It's yeah. like their Lego set. Um, I don't like Star Wars though, but I like the challenge of having that many pieces to have to figure out how to put together. And so, yeah, I think okay. that's I think that's better though because you're like I don't even know what a Millennium Falcon is, but I'm a builder, <laughs> right. you know. <laughs> Everybody's like a super fan, and like oh, I know exactly how a Millennium Falcon's <laughs> right. supposed to look. And you're like, you know, what? I'm just going to build it. Exactly. This is for somebody else. <laughs> right. Yeah, my goal is to get that's on. That's a Gary Hastings. To get on where? Lego Masters. They just finished the first season and ah. show. <laughs> Yeah, I think Gary Hayslip, he just did a huge one and mm -hmm. posted. Yeah. Recently. That. yeah. That's pretty dope. I was like, wow. Okay, I don't feel so so alone. <laughs> His office is crazy. It, I love it. Yeah, it's I'm super sure cool. We've all seen backgrounds of it, but man, he actually just posted, I think like was it the Lego and was it something else that he posted on his uh LinkedIn too? Like uh just some cool, cool background setting for his office. I need to mm -hmm. step that up. This is actually a, a green screen right here. Not, uh, <laughs> not real. You need to have beautiful curtains or some pictures. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so tons of stuff. Jonathan Slater from the UK wants to know, there is a lot of noise about the global cyber skills gap. What are mm -hmm. the top three skills, soft or hard, needed to fill this gap? Jeez. Great. <laughs> it's a tough question. Come on, Saba Gurus. <laughs> <laughs> How about we take one one a piece? Make it okay. easy. Let's do it. <laughs> I say initiative. You gotta you have to take initiative to no one's gonna hand you anything in the industry. So you have to be you have to take the initiative to just go out and look for it and grab it and embrace it, I think. Yeah. For me, I would say community, because a lot of times, you know, many minds are always stronger than one. So if you have people that you can rely on, they can tell you which technologies you need to pivot into. They can tell you what skills you need to acquire. They can give you feedback about your soft skills that you're lacking, um, especially if it comes from a place of love. So rely on your community, rely on the people that you network with to help you get to where you need to go. And hopefully as a community, we can close that gap together. I love those. I, I would say for mine, teaching. Um, it's, you know, there's so many resources out there. You could learn really anything at this point, especially in security. There's a lot of friendly practitioners, but I think for an organization and to reduce the knowledge and skills gap, you got to teach that information back to, you know, whoever you're involved with, whether it's your client, whether it's your colleagues or even your leadership to help them understand uh, the value that you can provide or that your technology can provide. Cool. And I'll throw in a bonus one. He asked for three. Uh, <laughs> curiosity yes. is one that I've always hear about from all of you, all of mm -hmm. the leaders, everyone I talk to, they always want people who are curious and passionate and um, that are really, really interested in the field because one of the things, you know, as you all know more so than me, it never stops. So yep. it's constant learning, constant understanding. Everything in technology is new all the time. Um, it's just constantly, you're constantly learning. So anyone that's curious and wants to kind of go down rabbit holes, 
that's what uh, leaders are looking for and types of skill sets folks are looking for. Right. Um, okay. So Layman says, what's the best cloud companies? What's the best cloud companies? I guess, what's the best ca- cloud companies? Are people moving to AWS or is it more Azure or Azure? I always mess that up. Say it's a mix. <laughs> it's always a mixed bag, uh, especially when you look at multi-cloud uh, tenants. Uh, people are dispersed over different clouds for different particular reasons. So really, it, it all depends. I think, um, yeah, I would I would agree. There's no best solution. There's no one-stop shop. You know, it depends on your organization's needs. Like if you have a, uh, a need to do a lot of compute, you know, there's going to be a price associated with it. And mm-hmm. you got to figure out what, you know, kind of convenience versus price do you want? Do you want the cheapest service? that can do the job or do you want a service that's almost like plug and play? So I think it depends on the expertise of your organization and also the budget. Uh, But I personally like all of the cloud providers. I've used them all and they all have their benefits. What they said. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Ditto, right? (laughs) Edmund Pewing says a lot of companies are reluctant to adopt cloud technology due to security concerns. What do you guys think about that? I mean, there's going to be security concerns no matter they, what you do. They're not going to have a choice. Yeah. Right. right. You right. just have to determine what what level of that- you need for your data. You know, do you, you don't put all of your data in the cloud. Some stuff you have to leave, you know, on-prem, you know, with regular infrastructure. So you just have to know, you know, what your data is, what its value is to you and to your your customers or your end users. And then make that decision that way. I always think of it like um, there's not like you're probably not more skilled. No offense to any of the practitioners out there, but then these large uh, cloud providers, they have very talented and skilled security <laughs> practitioners. I know some of them and I'm like, wow, like you, you guys <laughs> are throwing cash at the best and, you know, retaining them too. Um, I got full faith in the the cloud providers. I think that they have some great security, especially physical security and network security. But really, the the data is always on the customer. So it's always Mm -hmm. your job to protect your data, make sure it's encrypted. You're storing it in the cloud. You know, hopefully you're encrypting it. Hopefully you're protecting it some way. And as long as you're doing that, it's the same risk as using a vendor. You know, you don't know what the operating system or the source code of that application is doing. So mm-hmm. you have to really just weigh your options out. I don't think that it's uh, less or more secure. I think it's about how you configure it. Yep, yeah, exactly. Hatem just asked, uh, how do I get my first uh, job in pen test? Uh, I'll, I'll give a first stab at it. Get into CTFs. Yeah. Like CTF your butt off, you know, get, get out there and, and try to win, you know, try to be the champion. And uh, I tell you what, if you start winning CTFs, people are going to come calling for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yes, you're 100%. I, I, I literally just a had a. Coming up. <laughs> right, right, right. Join up, pink text. Hit up Mary. I put her, t- I tagged her in the yep. comments. Um, just to give you a real time example, literally just working with a uh, a client hired a, he sent me to um, a CTF website to go recruit people, junior people, just literally hired someone who's starting next week with a little bit of like intern, intern level, 
Um, and we specifically looking for leaders in the CTF space. So didn't didn't matter if they had experience or not. Didn't none of that mattered. What mattered was that they were at the top of the CTF board. Period. So I'm seeing it firsthand. Just yeah. you know, extending an offer to somebody, no experience. Um. Okay. So tons of comments. Goodness, Sherry is <laughs> reaching out from the Carolinas. Hi, Sherry. Uh, Yamara. I'm hoping that I'm pronouncing her name right. Imara McGlory. Love to hear about women in cyber and diversity in cyber conferences. Woo Do you guys have any advice for recent grads trying to break into cybersecurity? I want to work in vulnerability management and incident response too, Mary. <laughs> Study cybersecurity undergrad and have an MBA in international business and a few notable internships under my belt. And he, she's been looking for entry-level positions. Hey, so let's, Mary, I, want, I want to throw two questions level. together because also Andres asked, uh, are cyber uh, certificate or cyber um, cybersecurity certs a must for junior professionals in the industry? I'm at the master's level, but not sure if it's enough. So we could uh, wrap those two up into one. Wow. Yeah, that's an um, interesting mm -hmm. one. So you'll hear a lot of different people say you don't need certs. You need the experience or you need the certs and the experience will come later um, or you don't need the education and you do. Honestly, it just depends. I had a friend that came out here with me and they almost didn't offer him the job because his his bachelor's degree, he they didn't know he had already received it and they wanted him to have his bachelor's for vulnerability management position. Mm. So it honestly just depends on um, private versus government. I know in the government, yep. it's not necessarily needed to get in, but they will have their requirements. You know, once you're in there, you have to do, you know, these certifications within the first six months or whatever. Um, I think a combination of all of it is good. Yep. And people think experience comes from working a job that you get paid to do. And that's not necessarily true. You, that is experience. But if you're volunteering, if you're doing CTFs, if you're doing the open source projects, you know, working on those kinds of things, those all add up to experience that you can put on your resume to show, hey, this is what I've done. This is what I'm capable of doing. Um, winning the CTFs thing, obviously that should definitely be like at the top <laughs> of your resume <laughs> because it shows that you take initiative. It shows that you have that curiosity um, and it shows that you really want to do, you know, whatever pen testing or incident response or whatever it is that you want to get into. Um, I think the first thing you need to do is figure out a roadmap. Like, mm -hmm. what do you want to do in cybersecurity? Yep. You know, and not necessarily job titles, but just like what types of skills and things do you want to do? You know, if you want to do investigations, okay, there's a ton of different roles that do that kind of work. Look at that. Look at it that way versus looking at, okay, I want to be a forensicator or I want to be a pen tester. What is mm -hmm. it that you really want to do in cyber? And then you can find a role better that way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely find out what you're passionate about. <laughs> Believe it or not, I was a networking guy. Like, I, I love TCP IP. I was like, I couldn't get enough of this stuff. And so finding the, if you want to do certifications or you want to do a, a full, um, you know, degree, like find those paths where you're learning all the stuff you want to learn anyways. And at the end, maybe you'll get a credential in the end. But really, it's up, up to, you know, the experience that you get. I'm going to flip the question and kind of act as if I was maybe this person asking the question. I don't know what all of these jobs entail. Where do I start? 
Um, NIST NICE uh, has a framework that like breaks out the uh, seven, seven or eight different areas of cyber. And then it like breaks out knowledge and skills and education and things like that. What is the website called? I always reference it. And then oh. I can never remember what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's see. Horror you said it sounded like it was called uh, NICE. Uh, I think it's it's this nice. Oh, here it is. It's the nice cybersecurity workforce framework, and it's on the National Initiative for Cybersecurity Careers and Studies website. And it breaks down um, the different categories, so like analyze, collect, and operate, investigate. And then underneath each of those, they'll have different types of roles. And then if you click into like exploitation analysis, so you want to. You want to look at exploits and analyze that type of information. Then it breaks down like what abilities you need to have, what knowledge you need to have, what skills, what types of tasks you may perform in that type of role. And so it kind of helps you figure out, OK, I, I like doing these things. So let me start working towards this type of role or this type of job. It's really robust. It's really good. Um, and I'll toss this in the chat. I already beat you to it. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll make sure to tag everyone um, and add these things to the LinkedIn chatter. Much, much, much more chatter. I'll add in from a recruiting perspective. I Ditto to what Mary said. Ditto to what Chris said. I mean, ditto to what everyone said. It, it depends on the company. Depends on the role. You know, a lot of the times companies, unfortunately... Or fortunately, the way whatever way you want to look at it, have requirements and a bachelor's degree is required, mm -hmm. or you know, a certain certification when especially with, with government contracting, what I've seen in the past is they will have a requirement. A bachelor's degree will may be required, mm -hmm. a certification may be required, which certification typically doesn't matter um earlier on, but they'll say, you know, a CISSP, well, it's what, what, what one of the things that's frustrating is that they ask for CISSP when you don't have the five years experience, but right. they'll say a CISSP or, 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 you know, so they'll ask for, you know, a cert, um, mm -hmm. you know, at a certain level. So those are the types of things that come up. So if you have the, if you, you know, if you can afford to get the education, um, you know, I'm a huge fan of just education as a whole. I think it, it does mm -hmm. so many things for people overall. Um, and there are a lot of universities now, especially now everything is remote. Most more or less is going to be remote and a lot of um, a lot of places that have really, really inexpensive um, degree programs now. So it could be an opportunity to um, to jump in and ha and get the get the um, the degree while you're getting the cert. I think there's some degree programs even that are having get the degree in at the same time. Right. Yep. So looks like uh, another, another one bites the here? dust. It wasn't me this time. You got frozen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right above my dream machine, so it's good. <laughs> I shouldn't have any issues. <laughs> yep. Okay. Am I back? You're back. back. Welcome back. Goodness. <laughs> That's funny. Thank you. It was frozen for a while there. Yeah. <laughs> it's everybody. <laughs> so it's only a matter of time before it gets us all. <laughs> What's going on today? 
It's Friday. It's about to be the summertime. Well, kind of the summertime. Right. Uh, it's like, no, go outside and play, guys. Go outside. <laughs> so I have more comments here. Um, tons of comments. Goodness. This is so, see, Mary, you're like popular, man. They're coming know, in in droves today. Wow. Like, you're I, like Miss Popularity here. Mm -hmm. I don't think we've had this many comments before when lot. i tell you guys so, i've been in the background for a lot of years like a lot of the stuff that you see coming out of cyber jitsu it, i've done that in the background like and then lisa was like okay i just want to focus on pen testing right now and working and doing this thing and i was like yeah but who's going to run the organization <laughs> somebody's got to be at that point and and she was like well you could do it i was like huh <laughs> Mm. Yeah, so it's, it's been a so many interesting transition. I will say that. <laughs> a lot of comments. Okay, so Suleiman said he's currently taking Cloud Security Alliance course to better yeah. audit cloud. Um, Jonathan Taylor says long-term storage and DR is primarily what a lot of cloud providers are used for. Uh, George Sproggs, this is when he's teaching on cloud security, he would always bring this point up. Would you put your wallet in the cloud? So kind of the things that Mary was talking about earlier, that some things are going to be on-prem. Um, <laughs> George said, I started hacking my neighbor's Wi-Fi and he went from there. That's how he started. Um, so uh, Jonathan wants to know. Leave the comment. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, Jonathan says cyber security sector improves. What was the oh, last one? Yeah, what did you say? Let's I think she said, how can it improve? How can the cybersecurity industry improve? Oh, it says cybersecurity education sector. Oh, education. How can the cybersecurity mm. education sector improve? Mm, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Because yeah. cybersecurity changes so quickly. There's no way yeah. that colleges and universities, they have that accreditation thing. So they can't just, as cyber changes, they change because they have to go through the whole accreditation process over and over again. Um, yeah, that's a hard one. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You, you would almost have to do meta learning. You would have to mock technologies that don't necessarily exist and get people in the habit of learning new things quickly. Right. And so then they can actually apply it to whatever their job role is turning into. And so right. like we, we talk about all the time, one of our, our favorite skill sets to, to cultivate and tell people to, to work on is their mental agility, their ability to pivot mm -hmm. from one technology or one uh, mode of, of occupation to another. Uh, I think that makes for a much more resilient workforce. Yeah, it's it's tough to say because there's like like uh, what Mary was saying, like you can't necessarily just change a curriculum, even, you know, if you're a training provider, like to, to right. recreate all of that content takes a long time. Wow. So I and I, I've I've done a few like four day courses and that takes weeks. It takes a long <laughs> yeah. time and it's, it's blood, sweat and tears of joy once you get done. So uh, I would say, you know also look at the the student right the student is the one that's going to be ingesting the data there's so much marketing collateral out there that gives you a high level perspective um 
And I think it's it's not necessarily on the the educator because they're you know they can only do so much in certain situations. We need more educators, obviously. Um, right. But I think that there's a lot out there for the student, even if it's not in the form of formal education. Shameless plug. So, <laughs> cyber we do. Uh, <laughs> so we try to help with that situation by offering workshops on like emerging technologies and stuff. So as new stuff comes out. We try to have somebody come in that maybe they might not be like a super expert, but they've worked in it. They know how to use it and they can come in and train um, our women and some of the men that participate in our trainings as well. Um, it's there has to be organizations that can supplement education, right? That's mm -hmm. inexpensive. It's good quality um, learning. And it's you learn stuff that one of the girls said we just did Linux with um, SoCal. And she said she learned more in that four-hour Linux workshop than she has in her entire semester of Linux in college. Yeah. So having organizations that can quickly adjust to the changing of the industry helps with that learning curve, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, like, yep. you know, to kind of piggyback off what Mary was just saying, if you can do like a, a part time purple team initiative where people are getting to exercise uh, those those muscles, those response muscles, those threat hunting muscles, the the even the red side. Right. Those type of muscles. You can do it on the, the part time basis. Maybe pick one part of the kill chain and figure out what type of attacks would we you know, encounter, you know, from our our most advanced adversaries. Right. But you're doing stuff on the job. You're closing out those those holes in your security posture, but you're also training all at the same time. So that's another avenue as well. So comments that are pretty hilarious. Uh, well, <laughs> this one. <laughs> Raghavendran says, agile mindset and ability to changing situations, especially in technology and cybersecurity learning. So he's just echoing what Chris said. Mm -hmm. um, George says, my neighbor was the director of cybersecurity for the oh, VA in Virginia, and he had me show his network people how I did it. He is the one who pushed me to be a CEH, a CISSP, and that was in the 90s. How hilarious is that? George, we gotta get George on here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we are at coming up on 40 almost 41 minutes as you all know we all have to get back to work are there any <laughs> final comments from you all that mary thank you so much for being my co-host today and coming on um is there anything that we want to wrap with for today if you want to get into cyber just do it mm -hmm. don't don't wait for somebody to hold your hand and take you in just jump in, you know, so yep. get in the conversation and then it, it'll go from there. Yeah. And don't quit. It, don't it'll quit. get tough. There are going to be obstacles in your in your path, but you just cannot quit. You just got to keep moving forward. And when you don't quit, ask for help. We're, we have these Friday <laughs> sessions. We're trying to help as much as we can. We want to, you know, disperse our knowledge and also just provide some encouragement for any of the practitioners or future practitioners. So definitely ask for help, too. Mm hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And make sure you attend Cyber Jitsu Con yeah. June twentieth. Go in, <laughs> do it, do it, do it right now. That's your way in. That's the way to get. All right, everybody. See you all next week. Bye. Have a Bye. good one. Bye. Bye.
in the rapidly evolving world of cybersecurity. Your business needs a guide that's as dynamic as the threats you face. CPF Coaching LLC delivers unparalleled expertise to elevate your cybersecurity startup or business with a decade and a half of specialized experience. We're not just advisors, we're your strategic partners in growth and risk mitigation. Our tailored advisory services range from immediate hourly guidance to comprehensive three or six month packages, all supported with encrypted messaging for real-time assistance. For more information, cpfcoaching.com is your destination. Forge a path to success and distinction in the cybersecurity landscape. Connect with CPF Coaching LLC today and secure your business's future.